Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner. He's my co-host each and every week, and he gets here earlier and earlier. How you been, Pastor? I've been doing great, Mike. Man, good, we, to, good to be with you. Yeah, i got to get you a desk here, I think. What do you think? Uh, if, if, yeah, if you can give me a desk <laughs> and I can study and read, I'll, I'll be fine. Oh, okay, because you're always walking around, shaking hands, kissing babies. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I'm getting to be uh, where I, I have a lot of friends here, Mike. They don't even stop at the front desk anymore, do they? Uh, no, last week uh, there was a new girl there, and she. I said, Mike McGivern, and she goes, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah just go ahead. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead. You're another one of those people looking for him. She thought you were a bill collector, I'm sure, because that's... Well, I mean, I try not to say, hey, I'm here to have to repossess his refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just as long as you take everything out and leave that for me, I'm, I'm okay with that. Hey, I'm excited about uh, today's show. It's always good to get a local guy. I, other than a Marquette High guy, but he is a Marquette High guy, and I'm just kidding with that. He is also the operation pastor at Southbrook Church, former professional baseball player, played at Marquette High, played at Vanderbilt, was drafted by the Arizona Diamondbacks in 2002, and he joins us in studio. Hey, Sean, pronounce your last name for us. Yeah, sure. It's Luelwitz. Luelwitz. Sean Luelwitz. There you go. Operations pastor at Southbrook Church. Thank you so much for your willingness to come in and speak to us today. Oh, appreciate the invitation. Yeah, you bet. Hey, let's talk a little bit about uh, your upbringing, born and raised here in Milwaukee, correct? That's right. Yeah, been... uh... Born in Brookfield, which is just a suburb of Milwaukee. Grew up here locally. And uh, Marquette, did you go to St. Dominic's or where'd you go? No, I was in public school all the way up till Marquette High. Okay. Uh, so part of that school district and then joined Marquette High. As a freshman? Yep, that's right. Baseball, basketball? But both those, yep. Yep, uh, no football. No football. I was. Uh, that was something my, uh, my parents... Uh, that wasn't the sport they wanted for me. So baseball and basketball I focused on. Uh, who was the head football coach over there? Coach Basham or or, or, or Mass? Uh, coach Basham was there, yeah. Oh, I bet Coach Basham talked to you in the hallway a couple times. <laughs> huh? Smash him, Basham. I'm a, I'm a big Dick Basham fan. And I work Thursday nights with Terry Kelly um, on the Thursday Night Lights High School Football Game of the Week. Um, Mr. John St. Peter and I have been friends for a long time, mm-hmm. though I haven't talked to him in a while and I hope that he's doing well. Your your days over at Marquette High, uh, good good days for you. Absolutely, it was uh, overall it was a great experience. You know, going to an all guys high school those first couple days, you don't know what what it's going to be like. Uh, but it was great. It was just a group of guys having fun um, academically. They're top notch, and then 
uh, athletically, um, as you guys know, they they do well in many sports, and so it was a good experience overall. Who was your basketball coach then? Was it Coach Cooks? Was he there? Uh, no, it was before him. Okay. I'm trying to think back. Um, well, it, it, uh, Coach Nowak was there for a really long time, then Warren Smith. Yeah, it was Coach Smith. Yeah, Soderberg. Uh, so Coach Soderberg was my senior year. Uh, Boy, I, I don't remember my nieces and nephews' names. And I, and I remember stuff like that. My wife, if she's listening, shaking her head going, <laughs> man. And that Rod Crew hit 311 his last year with the Minnesota Twins. Stuff like that, I got. But, you know, all this really important stuff, I, sure. I, I don't get any of that. But Mar- at Marquette High, uh, basketball-wise, you guys certainly had some success. In baseball, it's a pretty good program. Absolutely. So Coach Breidich was the, yep. the baseball coach. Yeah, we won state junior year. Um, and he always had us ready to go. Uh, what position, uh, Sean, did you play uh, in baseball and in basketball? Yeah, so basketball, uh, more like a forward position. Uh, baseball, I switched. So I was a catcher all through, up through high school. And uh, uh, I went to Vanderbilt, and freshman year, they said, all right, um, we see you're a catcher, but we have an opening at first base. And oh, yeah. If you're willing to switch over there, you can play freshman year. And so I did that, and so I was able to play all four years at did, Vandy at did, first. Did you miss catching? Because I, I, I always think of my brother, Tim. He's still catching, by the way. He's, uh, I don't know, five years older than I am, and he plays down in Florida. And he still, he still puts the gear on. He plays in 35 and over, 45 and 55. And they keep calling him, especially the older groups, Saying, look, can you come out and catch nine or catch seven for us? And I, catchers are a different breed. I got to be honest with you. And did, did you miss playing that position? So I did, uh, yes and no. So uh, I like the strategy part. You're involved in every pitch, and I love that. Uh, the downside is the physical part. So <laughs> squatting down, I'm 6'5". Uh, it's really took a toll on me. So when I was uh, between sophomore and junior year, I'd have knee surgery on my left knee torn meniscus it healed and i was able to catch more but really i can see it as a blessing moving to first base because if i stayed catching uh, i don't know how long i would have been able to play you know my brother tim will uh he'll he'll come up every summer from florida and visit and he'll bring his stuff Hmm. and he'll reach out to some of these you know these older guy teams that are playing to say hey look i'm coming up anybody looking for a catcher or anybody looking and he's played with the mud hens the last two years and i went out to watch him play and I said, hey, can you still throw guys out? He goes, yeah, I can one-hop it and get these boys. He goes, no <laughs> no issues with that. He played two games, a doubleheader. He caught the first seven of the first game and the next five of, of the second game. And you know what? Got up, and, and this is what he does. And so his knees, he's been blessed with some really good knees in good shape, obviously. And uh, he just loves playing, and he loves catching. That That's his love. You know, as far as catching, um, you know, we had A.J. Ellis in, and he uh, he would do, um, you know, he, he would tell us some of the stories that he would have conversations with the batters. Uh, the one I always will remember is Buster Posey, because he's wanting to talk to him about their study in Romans 6, and Buster's getting ready to face Clayton Kershaw, and he's like, he steps out of the batter's box. He says, A.J., I got to. I'll, I'll talk Romans 6 with you a little bit later, but, man, right now I gotta, I'm getting ready to face one of the best pitchers in Major League. Did you, uh, I mean, when does that kind of start happening, that catchers start talking to uh, to guys getting ready to, to step into the box? 
Yeah, so uh, maybe a little different for me is when I went to college and I was drafted as a first baseman, you have a lot of conversations with guys when they're at first. Oh, you know, yeah. They've made uh-huh. it there for whatever reason. And so um, that was interesting. I mean, you only have a couple seconds when guys are leading off from first, but you can get to know them. And also uh, the umpires that are doing first base, you get to know them because you're in the minors. You're playing you know, 140 games during the summer. Mm-hmm. You get to know guys as they're rotating. Uh, and that was that was interesting to get to know them and their their life and where they're at. A, di- a different different kind of relationship with the umpires at first base than you would as a catcher, and same with players, right? Because when 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 you're talking to guys that are in a batter's box, I, I would think you if you are talking to them, you're talking to them a little bit differently than you would at first base. True. Yes. Although, if you're in a three or four game series, those guys rotate, and so the guy I just talked to at first base as an umpire is now behind the plate, and so if there's a questionable call, I might, if I know his name, say, "Oh, you know, that was that was pretty close." I let's where where do you have that? So you gain that relationship and you have that rapport with them. That's excellent. We are uh, we are blessed today. Our special guest again. He's a Milwaukee guy, and he is the uh, operations pastor at Southbrook. Church, where can you explain where is Southbrook Church? I know it's in Franklin, and we just talked about AJ Ellis, but he's a guy that goes to Southbrook as well. Um, where are you guys located? Yeah, so uh, we're on the southwest corner of Franklin and Milwaukee County, so just near Muskego, uh, the southern side of Milwaukee County. Southbrookministries.org is their website, Southbrookministries.org. And as the operations pastor at Southbrook, can you talk a little bit about your role and and what an operations pastor might do? Yeah, so it's a mixed bag in in some respects. Uh, The operations day-to-day side, I um, have a chance to oversee, and so that involves a number of different aspects, including our financials and and how we use the resources that come to Southbrook. Uh, I also have the opportunity to to help lead our missions initiatives, so those relationships we have both locally and internationally, and we have teams that help me with that. Uh, Also, any special projects that may be happening. So we're right now in the middle of a building uh, project, and so um, I get a chance to to play a role in that. And so there's many different pieces to it that I enjoy. You're busy. Uh, It is. Kind of like Pastor Ken, kind of like the pastors at Brookside Baptist Church. You know, you guys wear a lot of hats. You wear obviously wear a lot of hats, and uh, similar to, to to Brookside, it sounds like you know when when certainly when when Sean needs to jump in, he jumps in, and that's what we ask the pastors at Brookside to do as well. Well, I mean, ministry is people, and so it's people. It's a people business, but then you know, Sean also has the paper side of it too. So to be a paper person and a people person. Uh, you don't find very many of those, so I'm sure, uh, Sean, they're glad they have you there to, to be able to do that. I can tell you're a connector, and, and you probably were a good connector with guys getting on first base, you know, to just talk to them. Hey, how good of a paper pastor are you, by the way? I've gotten a lot better, Mike. <laughs> yeah. uh, have you? That's yeah, good. You have to listening, be. Kathy's listening, she would concur. I've gotten a lot better than I used to be. Yeah, that's a, a, a paper pastor. We've we should invent that now. You know, <laughs> last week we had we had Rayon, who's an author and a sports psychologist, and I thought he should be a pastor psychologist and come work with. Who's got a couple of the boys? I'm not going to name them. A couple of the boys at Brookside. Um, you know who you are if you're listening. And now we could do this whole paper thing too. Wait, man. There's a lot of ideas that we come up with on Faith in the Zone, don't you Absolutely, think? Absolutely, Mike. Absolutely. Hey, if we ever get, you know, we haven't talked about this in a bit, but. 
you know, Sean, Pastor Sean here, he's got good size. And if oh, we yeah. wanted to get him on our three-on-three three three, three tournament, yeah. Uh, Sean, you're going to have to to rebound, play defense, and pass me the ball. You can look Pastor off a few times, <laughs> fake to him because he thinks he's always open, but he's not. And then you just get it to me, and don't worry, we'll, we'll get some wins. Uh, I'd be up for it. There may need to be a knee replacement somewhere in there. No, but no, that's we, fine. we're gonna go half court. Oh, <laughs> oh no, trust me, three on three, half court, and we get a break when anybody scores. You know, either team scores three, we're taking a break. That that's the way this thing rolls. Hey, um, last question before we get to a break, and this may carry over into the second segment and maybe part of your testimony. But when you were playing baseball at Vanderbilt, did you ever and 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 with the Diamondbacks? Did you ever envision that one day you would be the operations pastor at Southbrook? Never. I never did. And that's probably where uh, I was continually saying to God when he was showing me different things about what my calling may become. I was kind of pushing it away and doing different things, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But, uh, yeah, no, I never thought I would. But, um, you know, I've been at Southbrook for 11 and a half years, and uh, it's, it's been an incredible journey, and I'm so glad I'm there. Man, we, we will uh, ask Sean for his testimony, and and uh, I'm going to ask him a question. I love talking to, to professional baseball players and former professional baseball players about their walk and being able to walk worthy inside the locker room, outside the locker room, which one was easier. And we'll we'll get to that later in the show. Our special guest again, uh, Sean Lulowitz. Lulowitz, I'm close. He's the operations pastor at Southbrook Church, former professional baseball player. Played for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He got drafted in 2002 out of Vanderbilt. And again, he is at Southbrook Church, southbrookministries.org. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, he is a operations pastor at Southbrook Church, former professional baseball player, went to Marquette High, don't hold that against him, Vanderbilt, and drafted by the Arizona Diamondbacks in 2002. He is Sean Lulowitz. I'm going to get it, man. I promise you, Sean, I will. Hey, um, we ended last segment talking a little bit about when you were playing with the Diamondbacks and and in and through Vanderbilt, if you ever kind of envisioned that you would be an operations pastor at a church like Southport Church, and and you said, man, that, absolutely not. Can we talk a little bit about that process for you? Yeah. So uh, something I didn't mention in the first segment was uh, when I was going to Marquette High, I met my wife, who was going to Divine Savior. Of course you did. And so <laughs> we met between the, the summers of sophomore and junior year, started dating, and then dated for nine years, got married. Um, and I think what led me then to ministry is really a lot um, in Thanksgiving for God working through my wife, Allison. And so um, 
I was playing baseball, drafted by the Diamondbacks, three years in their minor leagues. My wife uh, went to school to be a nurse. And so we got married right after she was done with nursing. I was entering my third year with the Diamondbacks. Um, we had been apart those nine years because of baseball, playing all over during the summers. You're playing in wood bat leagues during the summers of college. And so uh, we got married, and it was really, God was really impressing upon her what is our path? Where does God really want us to be as a couple, as a family? And so uh, a couple days before spring training was ending, we were done for the day working out. She came and got me. We we went to this, uh, it was in Tucson, Arizona, and there's this beautiful air show that they have. And so we we're sitting watching that, and she leaned over to me and said, is this the path? Is this where God has us? And I said, I really can't say yes. I was going to California to play on an A-ball team. She was staying in Tucson to be a nurse. And she said, well, if this isn't where God has us, then what are we doing? And I said, you're absolutely right. And so I went in and said, you know what? I need to follow God and not these other dreams that I don't think are of God. And so I hung it up, and we've been on a journey ever since together. Man, what? what first of all, thank God for her. And, and we talk about... You know, um, godly women that uh, certainly I'm married to one, Pastor Ken is, and, and, and you are obviously as well. And I, I thank God that we have wives that pray for us every day mm-hmm. and the decision processes that, that, that we make. And, um, boy, what a great story. You walk in then to the Diamondbacks and say, you know what, guys, no mas, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, it was right then and there. And they wisely said, well, why don't you take the night, think about it. Um, the, the minor league director, I, I don't know if he was a believer, but it was basically pray about this and come back tomorrow. So I uh, certainly prayed about it, talked to my agent, talked to my parents, um, and I was just, we were resolved that we want to follow God more than anything else this world can offer. Boy, let's, um, if we can, and Pastor, I know the second segment is your favorite, and it's got to, it must, um, you know, go pretty hand in hand with what we're talking about with, with Sean, but we love asking guys for their testimony. Yeah, absolutely, and, and Sean, that's what the, the program um, has been all about, and just some, you know, every, Mike and I talk about it all the time, everybody has their, has their own journey of how they come to, to know Christ personally, and, and we would love to hear how that took place in your life, and and then uh, obviously how God has continued to be directing is as obvious as he, you know, you're now in ministry. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely. Well, um, I'm very thankful and blessed growing up. My parents introduced the idea of faith and a, and a, and a desire to want to follow Jesus early on. And so we uh, as a family would attend Elmbrook Church in Brookfield for those who are not from this area, just a suburb of Milwaukee. And and that was wonderful. I, I remember the desire to want to go to services on Sunday morning, and but I, I wasn't involved in any other way. Um, I was wanting to play sports, get to know my future wife, play with friends. Um, so growing up, I remember as a five-year-old saying, yes, I want to follow Jesus. But I think from that point until I went to college, it was more of I was doing the things I was supposed to do. Uh, versus having a faith of my own. Um, And it really wasn't until I went to college, went away from home, those first few even days at college at Vanderbilt, I remember seeing other people doing things, making decisions that were just contrary to how I was raised or what I had um, learned from friends who were also followers of Jesus. And so I had to make a decision. Do I want to follow Jesus and live this way, or do I want to start following the crowd doing these other things? And I remember in my mind having those decision points, and 
Uh, thankfully, the Holy Spirit led me to say, no, you need to, you need to make decisions uh, to follow Jesus. And so um, it was right then in college, really, that I really affirmed this is who I want to live for. You know, Sean and Mike, uh, how many times have we heard that? You I, know, I, that, that yes. it was, you know, I'm thankful for my parents. Uh, the word was, you know, ingrained into me. Um, thought I made a, uh, that decision, um, possibly did make that decision, but it wasn't until I got to college and I had to make it my own. And there at college, I made that decision to, you know, put my trust in Christ. And, and, and what a difficult place and, and to do that because of all the temptation and all the, like you said, you were there on campus for two days seeing kids make decisions that were kind of foreign maybe to to you and and I'm wondering um first of all did did your and your first, uh, your wife's first name yeah Allison Allison did she go to Vanderbilt as well no she didn't so for the 9 years we dated high school college we never went to a class together she went to Madison and then UW Milwaukee wow um so you get on campus did you join FCA did you do, were you um involved with anything like that at Vanderbilt yeah, so thankfully, um, Athletes in Action had a presence at Vandy at that time. And so um, I met with the guy, or I got to know, his name was Brad. And I really, looking back, see how he played a really key mentoring role for me, where he would have lunch with me, and thankfully he was patient with my questions, and I would challenge him, now why would I want to live this way, or why does Jesus want me to do this versus that? And he really was patient, and we, we dug in the Word, um, and I'm so thankful that he was there at that moment to, to really speak into my life. Hey, Pastor, can I ask you, because you spent a lot, a lot of, of your career as a pastor, uh, as being a youth minister. And when, when you get kids, and he was a little bit older than maybe some of the kids you were dealing with, but when you have somebody challenging you and asking you questions like that, that's a really good sign, correct? It's refreshing. Yeah, it's refreshing that there's a... Uh, a passion. There's an interest to uh, really uh, want to know what does the Bible say. You know, because I tell people all the time, if you come and you're hearing me say, "Put your Bibles down, just listen to me right now," uh, you've got a, a green light to kick me in the tail. I mean, we're here to see what does God actually have to say. And uh, so, for someone to be questioning and asking that, that I guarantee Brad was uh, <laughs> excited about it, and and also to see kids being transparent and honest with you and hey i'm struggling here and what, what do i need to do to get victory and i mean that that's not just teens or college i mean that's even adults that you know are going through difficult times and hey how can i i want victory i don't want to be defeated i want to make a difference because there's there's so much to this life that god wants me to live for his glory and really in light of his kingdom and um so, yeah, that's very refreshing. I'm sure Brad was excited, and, and you're probably in a place now, yourself, Sean, at the church, even though, you know, you're having to do a lot of the background, finances and all, you probably still have some times where someone says, man, I got to get with you. I need to, I need to find out what's going on here in my life. Yeah, and for the first uh, oh, seven, eight years at Southbrook, I was involved in our youth ministry. Sounds a lot like your background, uh, Pastor Ken. And, and so, I loved those one-on-one -on -one times or getting together with two or three guys and, uh, that were teens in high school or middle school and just letting them question everything. And I loved it because it was so refreshing, as you say, but also um, it helped solidify what I believe. And, hey, here's maybe doubts I have, and let's explore this together. And now as adults, just the value of being in a small group 
where I've got other men who are looking after me, who are watching me, who are making sure, hey, are you doing this or why are you why are you thinking this way? And so uh, it's really important for all of us, no matter what your age is. Yeah, you're talking about small groups uh, and guys really being accountable to one another. We have a small group meeting in our house, and and uh, one of the guys' wives said, hey, look, if my wife's if my husband starts acting like a jerk, then you know I'll change the names here. He says, she said, I'm going to call Billy, and Billy, can you come over if he's acting like a jerk? And Billy goes. I'll be on the front porch if he's acting like a jerk. <laughs> you know? It wasn't me, was it? I know, no, right? it wasn't said, you. No, I, I hope not. No. Terry just yells, no, Ter- Michael. Yeah, Terry yeah. can handle herself yeah, with that, that Michael. I love hearing that yeah, Michael. Terry. I know, Keep I know, it up. I know you do. Hey, Pastor Sean, we so w- was there a time at Vanderbilt that 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 you rededicated or accepted Jesus Christ again? Because at five, you, you said, "Look, this is who I am." But was there a second time in your life where you said, "Okay, now I understand all this"? You know, I can't really pinpoint a time in college. I think it really was that conversation that my wife and I had. Um, not that I, it was a rededication, but maybe it was a more of a uh, re-solidifying, who am I living for? Because I think I would fall into the trap so easily, even as a minor league baseball player. Um, when you're playing well, there are people who want your autograph. They want to interview you. Um, you, you get a taste of what I'm sure big league players receive. Um, and you start looking at that, that achievement, that acclaim as your God in some ways. It's an idol. And I fell into that trap big time. And so um, having my wife um, really kind of recenter what are we living for uh, really was a key moment for us as a family. You know, that happened to me in the church softball league a lot. You know, when people asking for your autograph. And it just really struggled with uh, trying to get away from that. That's why I stopped playing, Sean. Just don't let Pastor Ken tell you any different. That's yeah. the reason I had to stop no. playing in the church. I, actually, softball actually, Sean, I was uh, uh, I was shocked how quick he could uh, move his feet <laughs> at second base to turn two. I hey. mean, I I was I was very impressed by it. So all those back in the day of the disco era. That's that's maybe why I had those kind. You nice. might not remember it, young man, but trust me, a couple of other boys here in the <laughs> studio do. Let's get to a break, guys. Other side of the break, we're gonna open up third segment with me asking Sean about. Um, you know what, walking worthy, harder in 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 the and and again, he he certainly was a Christian as he played at Vanderbilt and he played for the Diamondbacks. And it seems to me that in minor league baseball, sometimes it's the most difficult to walk worthy inside the locker room. And we're going to talk to Sean about that on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brain Balance of Mequon. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered Back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern probably flying solo for this segment. About to cut my co-host just for a segment. It's just going to be a quick suspension. He's Pastor Ken Keltner, Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest. He's a good one. What a nice young man he is. He is uh, the operations pastor at Southbrook Church, former professional baseball player with the Arizona Diamondbacks. You can uh, check out Southbrook at southbrookministries.org. Again, located in Franklin, Muskego. 
kind of south south side of Milwaukee um, to the west a little bit is where they're located. And again, SouthbrookMinistries.org and our special guest, he's Sean Llewellitz. 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 There you go. There Got you the go. Debbie in there. And pastors looking over there smirking at me. I, I'm horrible with last names. And this guy can't be a Smith. Could be a Sean Smith. I got that one. Hey, <laughs> Pastor Sean, thank you for so much again for coming in. Hey, we ended last segment, and uh, we had talked a little bit about this question. And I find it really interesting, um, the different answers that we've gotten with it. But was it easier for you to walk worthy inside the locker room, not only in college but in, in professional baseball, or was it easier for you to walk worthy outside of the locker room? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Um, as I thought, of, as I've been thinking about this, uh, minor leagues, which is where I was, prim- which where I was, is unique in the sense that everybody is trying to leave the team they're on. So guys come in and out all the time, and you're always trying to move to that next step to get to the big leagues. And so, um, I would say for me, primarily, it was harder to live for Christ in season on those teams. Um, there was a guy that I look back as, as we've been talking about mentors and the key for that, his name was Dan. He was one of the pitching coaches for a couple of the teams I was on and he was just such a godly man. And, and I'm so thankful of his presence. I really saw a man who loved his wife, loved his family, put them ahead every above everything else. And he really helped me stay on the, on the straight and arrow in season, uh, but for sure, for me at least, uh, away from the park, um, it, it was easier for me to uh, to live out my faith. Hey, with with Allison being obviously a big part since high school with with you, uh, how difficult was it for her? And and again, you guys didn't hang out at all during baseball season for forever. How difficult was that for her when it was time for you to go? Oh, it was it was hard every time. Um, I mean, we loved being together. We loved um, experiencing things. And, and she just knew, and we both knew, that that was just part of the deal. If you're going to try to make to the big leagues, you have to be ready to travel. You have to be ready to leave. Um, there's an example. So I was at A, which was in El Paso. Started the season there after a good year the year prior. Uh, I was there for two months. And they said as we were getting back from a road trip, all right, uh, unfortunately, you're going to be moving down to high A. You need to be there tomorrow night for their game. So I'm in El Paso. I've got an apartment. My wife, at the time, my my girlfriend was back home uh, doing her studies, and I had to end my apartment lease, pack up all my stuff, drive from El Paso to Lancaster, California, which is just near L.A., and be ready to play that next night. So if you have a family, if you have commitments where you're playing out of, it's very hard to keep those. And so that's just part of the deal. Uh, but it, it was it was a hard stretch of time for us. Hey, where where does Allison and 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 I, I would assume the, the 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 idea of coming back to Milwaukee, where your roots are, um, was was something that interested both of you, obviously, because you're here. What what uh, what hospital where is she working? Yeah, so she uh, she's still a nurse, but she hasn't been working as a nurse for a number of years. She's at home with our three boys. You, you have three boys. I have four grandsons. You just, you just need one more, Sean, and hey, you got your ball team. Yeah. If, they'll, if they'll let you play, because people would say, "Hey, are you going for the ball team uh, with four boys?" And I go, "Yeah, we got four boys, but hey, I want to play too, so that's five. We got our team." There you go. Nice. Well, you know what? You can. How old are your boys, by the way? So they're ten, five, and four. And their names? Yeah. So Moses, Elisha, and Titus. There you go. 
Good, strong names. All, all biblical. All, all biblical. Very biblical. You bet. Um, sports kids? They like sports? Oh, yeah. Uh, my oldest son, Moses, baseball all year round, plays basketball. Really, he'll play any sport he can. And, and Elisha's get involved in that as a five-year-old. Or four-year-old. So they're, all three are adopted. Uh, we've had Titus for a little under a year. And so we're trying to still figure out what his passions are. But um, I'm sure with his brothers, he'll be doing something sports related well i'll tell you this we pastor ken and i miss it so every you know there's going to be times where you're going to have to chase around with these three boys to get one to a field and one to a court and one maybe to a concert or whatever but yeah we miss it so much so if you need help when you call <laughs> us we'll yeah. we'll do the how about this we'll do the court or the ball field if you want to do the concert stuff i don't know much <laughs> about that but the other stuff will uh will certainly help you out with um, a lot. Hey, um, the, the the idea of coming back to Milwaukee, can you talk about that? So you guys were, where were you when, when you made the decision to, to get out of baseball? Yeah, we were in Tucson, yep, which Tucson. is where spring training was. Yep. And then was the decision then to come right back to Milwaukee or did you spend more time there? Yeah, we spent more time. So uh, we, I spent after ending my baseball career just a couple weeks and months just praying, all right, God, what's next? And so... Um, uh, through a couple connections, M&I Bank, which is now BMO, uh, yep. had a presence in Tucson. So I joined one of their branches as a personal banker. Um, I don't know if that's where God wanted me, but that's something that was available and something that opened up as an opportunity. And I see now, after a year and a half there, my wife was a nurse at a, at a hospital in Tucson. Uh, M&I moved us back home with a training program to be a different part of uh, M&I Bank. And so that moved us home. So I can kind of see God's hand in sure. providing that opportunity to get home. Uh, and certainly it's a blessing to be around family um, with three very active boys. Um, it's nice to have them uh, be able to help. And um, so, yeah, that's what got us back. Are your your parents still here in this area? They are. They both are. Yeah, my yeah. wife said mine. Yeah. So, oh, they, they, spoil, they spoil these three boys a little bit? Oh, they love them. Yeah, I bet. You know, we, um, we're grandfathers. And... Uh, my my daughter and and husband and three kids used to live kitty corner from us till about six seven months ago something like that and now they moved into Brookfield they're about ten minutes away, and people go well they're only ten minutes away I go yeah but when they're kitty corner I get to see them every day mm. they stand in the corner yo Papa can we come over I'm like no they're like okay here we come and now Pastor's got a whole different it, he's got to go a long way to see his grandkids yeah and then when I do Sean. Uh, you better believe uh, when when they came out here, I'm taking my grandson to cops and and I'm gonna go to ice cream when we get out there. And Kevin finally came and said, "Hey, Beck and I really don't want him having that much ice cream." I go, "Tough. I'm Grandpa. Hardly yeah. ever get to see him. He's gonna get ice cream with me." Yeah. So then Kevin says, "Can you just send Mom?" <laughs> yeah, there you just send Mom. I yeah because well Kathy gets him. Kathy spoils him too. Trust me. There's there's no doubt about that. Um, are you involved? Um, coaching or are you involved? Do you miss being in, involved as far as sports? Yeah, so uh, trying to balance ministry um, and life. Uh, yeah, so I help out where I can. So Moses is part of a, a junior Husky baseball team. So we're in the um, West Dallas School District. So sure. Nathan Hale is where my boys will be going through. And so uh, he's part of the baseball junior Husky team. And so I help when I can, and I'm there to, to lend support. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm helping right now um, and what works. Hey, um, before we get to a break, uh, some other things going on over at, at Southbrook. Feeling pretty good about the direction of the church, and 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 I spent a lot of time on your website, 
and uh, feel pretty good about what's being preached there. There's a girl that sits right next to me here that that also goes to Southbrook. Um, she's out on maternity leave, but Tricia is just a, a big fan of what's going on at, at Southbrook. But you, as as the operations pastor, feeling pretty good about the direction of the church? Absolutely. I mean, God just continues to bless and provide. And right now, I think as um, as we've grown as a church, we're trying to figure out how to best care for and love those who God is is bringing us. And so uh, it's a great challenge. Uh, the people um, that are coming to Southbrook are in all different walks of life, all different stages in their faith journey. Um, and so it's wonderful to be able to walk with people where they are. Hey, Pastor, when, when you talk to other, Pastor Ken, I'm sorry, when you talk to other pastors, and, and we're talking with Pastor Sean again, he is the uh, operations pastor at Southbrook Church. When you have conversations with guys like Pastor Sean at different churches, are, are other, are, do you guys talk about issues in our community and in our country? And I, I don't... Th- I think that our country and our community needs God more than ever. That that's mm-hmm. just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And and how do we go about getting people that, you know, come up to me and say, "Look, I listen to Faith in the Zone all day long, but I haven't been in the church in 20 years and I really don't have any interest." Do you as pastors have conversations about how do we get more people to come join us? Oh, absolutely. You know, the the three institutions God created, he created family, he created government, and he created the home. And uh, the enemy of God, the Bible says is our adversary, Satan, he has attacked all three of those institutions. And so obviously the family is under huge attack today. You have more young people who grew up in church who are totally leaving it, you know, don't want to have anything to do with it. Um, our culture um, has, has just been preaching tolerance with this, tolerance with that. And then yet you, you have something that's happened even last Sunday with Kobe Bryant, you know, uh, being killed with, uh, in that helicopter crash with his, with his daughter. And I'll tell you what, people across the land, they're, they're thinking about death. Yeah, because I, it can happen so quickly. I agree, Sean. We're going to get your response on the other side of the break. You know, the other the other thing that Pastor you and I have talked about is we have government officials saying, "Hey, look, the world's going to end in twelve years." Yeah. You know, we we need to take care of this part of of our environment, or the world's going to end. And I get a lot of questions, and I would assume that a lot of people that are still searching start having questions. And and Sean, we're we're going to talk to you about that on the other side of the break. Again, he is uh, Sean Luell Witz. He is the operations pastor at Southbrook Church, former professional baseball player with the Arizona Diamondbacks. You can go to southbrookministries.org for more information on the church where Sean is at. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pelon Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest. What a nice young man he is. He's a father of three. Uh, Moses, Titus, and 
Elisha. 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 Elisha's five, and he won't know that I'm not saying his name on the radio. Sorry about that. But Moses knows because he's going to be listening. And Allison, you know what? Um, nothing but great things are said about you during the break. So uh, the, the DSHA thing, ah, that's okay. But the Marquette High thing I struggle with. But he's not doing bad. He's doing, in fact, doing really well. Hey, Sean, we left the last segment. And we talked about, you know, talking to other pastors. And we we're talking about our community and our country. And when, when you talk to other pastors outside of the guys over at Southbrook, do you guys have those conversations about, look, what are other churches doing to get more people to come join us? Yeah, so that's one of the things actually um, I really enjoy doing is that we have a network of different pastors in a similar role as mine, and we get together every other month. Uh, we go to a national conference together. And so it's a great way that we can share not only resources, but also pray with each other. Uh, we can talk through, hey, what are our folks experiencing and how can we better care for them? Uh, it's a really wonderful thing to be in a city which some considered dead to God years ago. And now there's churches getting together, praying with one another, praying for that their churches would grow. So it's not a competition sort of thing. And it's that, wonderful. That was my question for both you guys, because you guys are both, you know, ex-athletes and, and, and coaches. And it, it, do you find that 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 um, as long as you as long as you believe that the other church is 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 preaching, you know, that the, the Bible and, and how to get to heaven. Um, that that you don't feel like they're they're competitors, Pastor Ken. No, in fact, I pray for other churches in our community that are are reaching people with the gospel. And what what really grabs my attention is in some of the latest surveys, less than one percent get this now. Less than one percent come to a church because someone shared the gospel with them. They came to know Christ, and they came to church. So, in other words, ninety nine or ninety eight percent of church growth is the church shuffle. They get upset at this one church, so then they go to this other church, then they go to another church. And I mean, some people that have grown up in Milwaukee, they've probably been in five or six or seven different churches. And really, that church growth really needs to be us reaching our community with the gospel and seeing people come to Christ. And when those people come in, they're usually so excited about their church home they don't usually just take off. Well, and first-generation Christians, Sean, yeah. we had uh, Marcus Handel, and, mm -hmm. and, and you know Marcus. Yep. And, um, you know, as Pastor said, look, he was on fire for the Lord and actually upset that he didn't know this stuff beforehand. And I think that that first-generation Christians, yep. yeah, and, and, and look, we, I think, as men, and you guys are, are pastors. I'm just a guy that, you know, is the, the valet driver at Brookside. But I think as men, we have to do a better job of inviting more people in to sit and to come and see what we're doing at Brookside, to come and see what you guys are, are doing at Southbrook, correct? Absolutely. And I think one of the things that we've been trying to talk through in our lead pastor, Jonathan Masirian, does a great job of helping us see that. Hey, I, by the way, yeah. I hear nothing but really good things about him. Yeah, he's, it's we were friends before. So we started attending Southbrook for two years before I came on staff. And so it was great to establish a friendship with him and then to be able to work with him for so long and to see just his heart for the gospel and his heart for people. Um, it's unmatched. And he's really been good at setting the culture that we want to invite people into a conversation and listen sometimes more before we speak truth into their life. And certainly you need to speak truth. 
but to hear where they're from, where they've been hurt, where they've experienced God, where they maybe haven't ever heard about God, and hearing where they're from before we jump into um, uh, the gospel, which is part of it. Hey, Trisha, again, who goes, and her husband, Jay, and Trisha and I are really good friends. She sits right next to me, across from me, here at Intercom. Um, they went to Southbrook and, and walked in, didn't know anybody, and and your head past Jonathan came up and said, hey, how you guys doing? Just started talking to him, walked him in, showed him some seats, and she thought, wow, what a nice usher, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, he got up and he was preaching, and she was like, Mike, he, I had no idea that's who he was. That's That's Jonathan. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, Pastor, uh, we got about three and a half minutes left. And, and uh, again, Sean played uh, baseball at Milwaukee Marquette, played at Vanderbilt, was drafted and played in the Arizona Diamondbacks system for a number of years. And this this last question you love. And he played basketball, too. So, he I did. mean, it could be uh, last second shot or whatever. But, uh, Sean, we just, uh, it is, you know, we're on a sports uh, show. We like talking sports. Um what what was the highlight of your sporting time, whether it was junior high, high school, college, you know, or the pros? I mean, what what was it that you stand back and go, ah, the Lord was good to me on this one. I, I definitely remember this particular instance that uh, I'll always take with me. Yeah, so uh, a couple of moments. I'll stick to one for you, you guys. You know, so, we got uh, comments. So uh, Ed Vandy, I forget if it was junior or senior year. It was towards the start of the season. We were playing well crack in the top 25 we're on the road at lsu so maybe i'll pick them because of their recent football success sure always a powerhouse in baseball we uh, so it's a three-game series at lsu in conference we split the first two games vandy we weren't as good as they are now so if that gives you some uh, they are just unbelievable right now um so we were there, we split the first two games to win a series, to win two games out of three at LSU for us was just, it hadn't been done for a long time, and we had that possibility. So that third game, um, I hit a couple home runs, I was playing first, but then something happened to our catcher where I then was like the emergency catcher, and I got to catch the last inning, and so we were able to win two out of three at LSU, and for me just to have some success there um was just a, a incredible experience my parents were able to make the trip down there to see that series um so that that pops out uh as one uh, moment or one game in my mind yeah man that couple of home runs at lsu and then you catch the ninth inning to win it that that is really good speaking to your parents they must be so proud of you right now they are, and they've, uh, and both my parents and my wife's parents, for those who are um, adoptive parents or do foster care, you realize the journey that that is, and we've been on that journey for 10 years, and it's been an incredible blessing, and then to have parents who are supportive of that journey, um, we're so thankful to God for their support. Hey, last question, how how uh, how old was Moses when, when you guys became his parents? Yeah, so uh, he's 10 now. He was about uh, maybe 19 months when he came home. Boy, what a change in your life, huh? Oh, man. We've, we've been through it. My son's going through it. Now his son is seven months old, and he said he called me one day. He said, Dad, that whole thing about sleeping like a baby, that's just a lie, right? I go, yeah, 100%. How you doing? He goes, I'm exhausted. How you doing? I said, good, because didn't, he didn't sleep through the night till he was four years old. 
Not, I was in a fog for four years. And then now he's trying to sleep fine, but that little one won't let him. Just a change in, in, in your whole life. And, and uh, it sounds like Allison is just a wonderful, wonderful wife and a wonderful mm-hmm. mother. And, and uh, Sean, I thank you so much for your time. I, I really do. Keep up the good work over at Southbrook. Southbrookministries.org. If you want to know about more about their church, it's a really good website. It gets you a lot of good information about what they're doing over there. Again, southbrookministries.org. Guys, thanks a lot. we got to get out. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.